0: Good evening, everybody. Brian Newbert here from uh, GoldenBlack.com. Switching this up a little bit um, this time for our Golden Black Radio Express post game podcast, there's no vehicle involved. I'm not in my car. I'm not driving anywhere. I'm sitting in my recliner in my home office having just watched Purdue's 75-70 to win over Michigan in Ann Arbor uh, as Mike Carmen made the trip to cover the game uh, for us, but I am uh, maintaining my podcasting responsibilities uh, here tonight. So this is your Golden Black Radio Express post game podcast. It is brought to you by our friends at Purdue Federal Credit Union, uh, the Sand Valley Golf Resort, TNW Design and Build, AcrePro.com, dot uh, com, the Whitaker Inn, and the East End Grill and Ripple and Company. So Purdue wins seventy five to seventy. Uh, I think the game was a little bit more um, under control for Purdue than the narrowness of the final score might indicate. This was. Not a game that came down to the last minute in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Purdue led by double digits for a good portion of the second half. I wouldn't say they were unnecessarily uh, without discomfort double digits, but they were up double digits for, for quite a bit. Uh, Michigan got within two possessions on a number of occasions, uh, but I don't know if you know Purdue was ever really uh, threatened in terms of Michigan mounting a run to – really overtake Purdue and part of the reason for that is Purdue as it's done all season long just keeps responding to the moment uh and they seem to have a particular knack for doing that away from Arena. now when you're 20 and 1 uh you've been good everywhere um but Purdue's been really good on the road and they've been really responsive on the road and they've really risen to the occasion on the road and that they just didn't let Michigan make runs uh and uh, really took control of this game kind of in the final few minutes of the first half, uh, final 10 minutes probably. And really, I don't know from that point on, I don't know if anybody really would have been looking at this game thinking that Purdue wasn't going to win. They were sort of clearly the better team from that point on. Um, And a big part of that, the big part of that, really, as good as Zach Eady always is, as good as the freshman guards always are, the biggest reason for this one tonight was the bench. Uh, you know, I I think this was the game. I think everybody wanted to see from Trey Kaufman ran off the bench. The difference in the game really was when Zach Eady came off the floor. Or Trey Kaufman Wren came in and scored, and when Hunter Dickinson came off the floor, freshman Terrace Reed came in and got called for a pivotal technical and just fouled. Uh, that was kind of the that was kind of the difference here. Uh, Trey Kaufman Wren gets you eight points off the bench, gives you viable offense without Zach Eady in the post and just can't say enough about what he meant in this outcome, but also what this game sort of means for him. You know, he, he had been – he's one of the guys uh, on this team, one of the few guys on this team, really the only guy on this team because Purdue technically only has three freshmen. And he – playing, he's a redshirt freshman, but you know what I mean. Uh, O'Brien Waddell too. Um, but Trey Kaufman-Wren is going through some of the struggles young players often do. In Big Ten play. And just because Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer seem to have jumped over all of that or tested out of it, whatever it might be, that doesn't mean it's not hard when you're young, especially being a post player in the Big Ten. This is the most physical league in the country. And, you know, it's been a process for him sort of acclimating to that. It's been an up and down process. And lately there have been probably more downs than ups. You know, it was in non-conference play. He looked like he was uh, he was taken right to it. He, he was dominating against against overmatched opponents. He he looked like he belonged against even opponents in Portland and all of that stuff. And once Big Ten play started, you know he started to struggle a little bit. But the one thing I, I can tell you, as an eyewitness to most of this, he has been around all the time. He's he's in the arena after games. He's in Cardinal Court on Cardinal Court. After games, he's he's there on the floor before practice. He's just he's working as hard as just about anybody I've seen, and he's been driven by his struggles. And you know, if we get what we deserve in in this world, if we get what we work for in this world, he deserved this sort of game because he's really put a ton of himself into turning his own personal um, outcomes around here, and he was. He was sort of the sort of the difference in this game uh, and that said David Jenkins too you know this was very much like Ohio State where David Jenkins comes off the bench Braden Smith is in first half foul trouble picking up two fouls so Purdue needed Jenkins on the floor. they needed good minutes from him and not only did they get good minutes from him they got they got eight points off the bench they got two threes a, a couple of free throws and when the guys you least expect to beat you, from a team that's been this good, beat you, that's got to be really demoralizing as an opponent. And that, that's kind of kind of where Michigan is right now. They just, you know, went toe-to-toe with Zach Eady. Um He and Hunter Dickinson, you know, probably played each other to a standstill for the most part. Um, but it was Trey Kaufman ran it. It was David Jenkins who really beat you. That's 16 points off the bench from the guys that, you know, probably came in averaging six points a game or something like that. And that's your difference. And that's where your depth um, depth is depth when depth performs. Well, depth is just numbers when it doesn't perform well. And Purdue was legitimately deep tonight. And uh, you have to give Brandon Newman credit too. Uh, He uh, didn't have a great game in his 14 minutes, but he comes in at the end, he makes two enormous free throws. Uh, He's on the floor because he's a great free throw shooter. And um, you know, he he comes in the game there at the end after playing, I think, 14 minutes or something like that, and it's, um, you have to make this free throw or else Michigan's going to have a chance to tie this game. And uh, he calmly, I don't know if I've ever heard it described anything other than calmly. I don't think anyone's ever said he he manically drained two free throws uh, there at the end, but Brandon Newman definitely calmly drained those two free throws, and that was a that was a pretty big deal for Purdue, but Purdue was the better team. Purdue played better, and once Purdue took command here in the first half, uh, you know i I thought at least it was pretty evident that Purdue was going to win this game. This wasn't Ohio State. This wasn't Michigan State coming right down to the last minute. This was certainly wasn't Nebraska going to overtime. You know things like that. This was Purdue, much like the Penn State game, where they sort of asserted themselves in the first half and never looked back. Um, now Michigan. Mit, Michigan undoubtedly missed Jet Howard, who's gonna be a first round and be a draft pick probably here in a couple months. Um but I don't know how much of a difference that would have made. I, I it's not like Michigan didn't have it's not like Michigan's athleticism didn't give Purdue problems at times also because because Kobe because Kobe Bufkin uh came in and uh did some damage against Purdue, but um it's hard to know what difference Jed Howard would have made. I, I would tend to think that, you know, Purdue was was better enough than Michigan tonight, where um, even a first round NBA guy, you know, might not have necessarily made the difference. But um, just a really good win for Purdue. What they gotta really take from this game is they've gotta, you know, uh, they've gotta keep the turnovers to a minimum. I, I I know that that's the most obvious thing I could possibly tell you. Um, and I've been talking, I talk about it after every game ever, but I think lately it's not been the necessarily the number of turnovers as much as it's been the impact of the turnovers. The reason Maryland came right down to the wire was not because Purdue necessarily turned the ball over, but because those turnovers led to Maryland getting out in transition And uh, that's what changed that game. If you had just thrown the ball straight out of bounds or whatever, instead of uh, turning it over in a way that led to runouts, the live ball stuff, that game would have played out very differently. And uh, when you look at the box score here, uh, and Michigan gets, I think, 17 points off Purdue's turnovers, uh, Purdue's turnover number 12 is not bad at all. But when you look at that leading to 17 Michigan points, a team that's defending fairly well uh, that being Purdue doesn't need to be helping people by by destabilizing its defense in transition this is all obvious stuff but I I, I just have to run through some of the stuff too that didn't go so well uh, in this game Purdue's just just got to keep the impact turnovers to a minimum they've got to do a little bit of a better job on the defensive glass. These are things that have been strengths for Purdue all season long. They've been great on the defensive glass, and they've done a pretty good job taking care of the basketball, relatively speaking, given their youth in the backcourt and the fact they play through the post so much. But they just have to keep on top of those things uh, because when uh, things come down to really big games here the rest of the way in the Big Ten race, really tight games, really close games, that stuff does add up on you, and the reason that you had to just barely survive Maryland after you were up big in that game was this was this, was this type of stuff. Um, so Purdue's just got to kind of stay on top of that stuff. But Purdue's, you know, doing everything you would have wanted, uh, you ever could have hoped for from this team. Um, you know, you know, Zach Eadie's been the best player in the country. Uh, I think this was. The consummate Mason Gillis game. I think Braden Smith was was great again tonight. I think Fletcher Lawyer was great again today in his uh, in his uh, former state of primary residence. I don't want to say his home state because he was not born there. He didn't live there his whole life. So I'll say his former state of primary residence. How's that? Um, but for him to get 17 points on the road against Michigan after what he did at Michigan State a while back, just can't say enough about these freshmen. They are not freshmen in any in any sense of the term. Um, but then, you know, as, as I mentioned before, you can't say enough about Trey Kaufman in this game, David Jenkins in this game, and on down the line. So Purdue's Purdue's rolling here. Purdue's um, nine and one in the Big Ten. Everyone else is cutting each other up. And if Purdue can get Michigan State on Sunday, they can put themselves in an even stronger position. And they're in a hell of a position right now as is. So. Um, you know, you're a couple more wins away from a couple more big wins here away from being able to start printing t-shirts. I don't want to speak too soon, but when you look at the way this is all trending, when you look at the way Purdue's playing, when you look at the way Purdue's winning and you look at the way that no one else from that big fat middle of the big 10, no one can separate themselves to be that number two team at this point, you know, Purdue's not that far off from, you know, really being in, uh in prime position here. You never want to speak too soon, but I'm speaking too soon. So uh, we'll kind of see how it plays out. You can uh, circle back with me to make fun of me if I somehow would am egregiously wrong here, but uh, I, may, I may be, I may not be. But um, So that's what I got from the old home office here uh, following Purdue's 75-70 to win over Michigan. Uh, this has been your Golden Black Raider Express post-game podcast brought to you our friends at the Purdue Federal Credit Union, uh, Sand Valley Golf Resort, uh, AcrePro.com, T&W Design and Build, the Whitaker Inn, and the East End Grill and Ripple and Company. So thanks so much everybody for listening. I appreciate it and I'll talk to you again Sunday after Purdue completes its two-game regular season series with Michigan State. So thanks everybody.